Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. State investors fleeing the housing market. What is being said and what is actually going on. We need to talk about the Fed raising rates. We need to talk about the job market. And we have a lot of earnings to go through. Folks, this is June 1st, your daily financial news. Let's get into the jobs picture first. Right, we got a couple of reports here in the last few days. We'll get a very important report tomorrow. Uh, what was going on with jobs? First, the JOLTS report. The JOLTS report, essentially, you could think of it as job openings. Over the last three or four months, we have seen job openings steadily decline to about 9.4 million, I believe. Let me make sure I have that. Lots of data. Yes, nine, yeah, 9. Uh, 7.4 million is where jobs came into. The expectation for the JOLTS report is we would continue our monthly declines. The JOLTS report actually came in at 10.1. So what does this mean? Well, first and foremost, the job market remains strong, right, at the high level. I believe what is going on is something you and I have talked about six or nine months ago that we should start addressing again. I think the underlying economy is evolving. I think what we are seeing is uh, kind of the, I don't know what you would call it, the bottom half, if you take the income spectrum or jobs, one part of the economy is growing and adding while we see the headlines with white collar recessions. So again, job openings above 10, 10, above 10 million came in at 10.1. What happened this morning? This morning, we got the ADP jobs report. What is that? Or job creation. That is a private payroll summary of how many jobs were created in May, right? And the big number is tomorrow. What happened on the ADP report? Well, estimates were for 180,000. I believe the estimate for the U.S. Bureau of Economics tomorrow or labor tomorrow is 182 or 187. So roughly the same. The ADP report came in at 278,000. So again, headline number, strong. But I think you and I need to realize that, again, if my thesis is right and the economy is shifting underneath us, where were the jobs and where were the jobs being lost? Well, first off, would it shock you? Again, the number came in at 278. 208,000, or roughly 70%, Seven zero came from leisure and hospitality, aka services. Uh, next was construction at 64,000. So, where are we losing jobs? We lost 48,000 in manufacturing. If you've seen any of the manufacturing reports over the last 30 days, manufacturing is contracting. And we lost 35,000 in financial services. So again, I believe what is going on underneath the covers of the economy is we're seeing the lower income scale add jobs, which is great, right? We're seeing wages go up. Also, 
ADP report reported an annual increase in wages of 6.5%, 6.5%. I believe that most of that is going to the lower 50%. And that is actually why we are still seeing the economy strong. Folks are using these macro numbers and the macro numbers are actually hiding that the white collar or the top 10% are retracting. Because remember, remember please, the top 10% of US consumers consume roughly 45% of stuff. So if the top 10% contracts even a little bit, it is meaningful. But what we are seeing is the masses, the 90% have more income and they are consuming more. So it is getting lost in the data and I don't think anybody is looking at it this way. So take a look, look at the data and we will see more of this in the earnings report in a minute. So again, uh, jobs number tomorrow. Jobs number tomorrow is important. This is the one, right? There are two reports. I am standing by my call of no of a Fed pause uh, on the 14th. I know earlier in the week the odds were not bet with me. The odds were saying 63% were going up and, and Zuber, you're wrong. I had a lot of people on Twitter who watched me there for the daily financial news basically say I'm wrong and I'm an idiot. Well, guess what? Yesterday, two Fed presidents came out, Jefferson and Harker, and basically said a pause is likely in June. Suddenly, the odds of a Fed rate increase have flipped. They've gone from 63% to 27%. Folks, I know you want to believe the market is always right. I will tell you, the market eventually gets it right. But the longer the duration away from the event, the market can be wrong and is often spectacularly wrong. That is why I never changed my opinion, even when the market was clearly, clearly going against me. So again, I stand pat. We're going to get a Fed rate pause. But there are two things that could cause me to change my mind, or quite frankly, I won't change my mind, but to be wrong. One is a very strong jobs report tomorrow. If we get a report, say, over 300,000 jobs created and we get a wage inflation number of like six and a half or seven, that would be problematic without question. And then of course we get CPI readings the day the Fed meeting starts. If CPI breaks higher, either headline or core, that could be a problem. I don't see either of those as likely, but I do want to acknowledge there is a path to me being wrong. So you can watch it unfold for yourself. So again, the odds were 63%. I was being wrong and the market was right. Two Fed speeches later, flipped entirely. Now the odds, at least as of this morning, were at 27%. Uh, folks, I do want to give you uh, a heads up. My Twitter handle is actually easier now. Thanks to Dion. Uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, change your ha handle, silly. Uh, it's now one with the number one rental at a time. Before I had the A dropped and it confused everybody. So again, it's the only time I use the number one because Twitter uh, has a character limit. So it is at one rental at a time. Do me a favor, follow me there. Uh, give me a shout out. Uh, and also do me a favor. Uh, there's something here at the bottom. I wanna start a trend. You and I know there's a lot of 
doom out there. What I want to start doing when you encounter a doomer on Twitter, on YouTube, anywhere, I want you to do a hashtag, okay doomer, right? Okay doomer, not doomers, okay doomer. I just want to call it out. Doom is big business. Doom is how you big, build big social media. Doom does not help anybody but the content creator. So our badge, our defense is just to call them out. And you and I are gonna do that with OK Doomer. I think if we shine a light on the industry of doom, it will become obvious and the cockroaches will flee. The only way to beat doom is to shine a light on it. So do me a favor, when you encounter doom on Twitter or on YouTube, just in the comments, very simple, hashtag OKDoomer okay and move on. The more we shine a light on this, maybe we can get the cockroaches to flee and they could do something else. So let's talk about earnings. There was a lot of very important earnings yesterday. Uh, we're gonna go to Salesforce because again, I think Salesforce really highlighted what I think is coming. Again, remember, I, I have experience in software. I've been warning, warning about what's occurring in the software market. First, of course, Salesforce beat top line, beat bottom line, raised guidance, all the fluff stuff. But if you dig underneath the covers, they did talk about capital expenditures are up. Sales are taking longer. Clients are evaluating spending. And this is important. Professional services are seeing less demand. Folks, what is occurring in the software space is you are going to see professional services hours be cut. You're going to see project size shrink. You're going to see user uh, consolidation, user audits. It is going to be a bloodbath in software. The last couple of years, SaaS contract, always add them. It was easy. The next year or two, it is going to be rough. I would not want to be a software guy carrying last year's quota into this year. It is going to be a time for 40 or 50% production. Not a lot of sales reps going to club this year. Not good. How about Macy's? Macy's is one we highlighted over the weekend is important. Again, they, uh, they missed revenue but beat earnings. They slashed full year guidance. They are starting to cut and have uh, sales uh, more and more. How about Nordstrom's? Nordstrom's beat top line and beat bottom line. However, they said we expect slower sales in the coming months, the macro environment. How about Dollar General, right? We got Nordstrom's, we got Macy's, and we got Dollar General, right? The, the stack of retailers. Dollar General missed top line, missed bottom line, and said the macro environment is challenging. It's tough in retail right now. Uh, let's go to software one more time, CloudStrike. Something you've done, or you probably noticed subtly on my channel, I've talked about if there's one space in software that is immune, it is cybersecurity. And I sold cybersecurity back in the day. Cybersecurity, there's a company called CloudStrike. I don't know them from Adam, never looked at their software, but they are a cybersecurity company. Revenue growth is slowing. If we see revenue growth slow in cybersecurity, you know without question software is slowing. You don't do workflow, you don't do CRM, you don't do any of these things before cybersecurity. Cybersecurity will always get the marginal dollar. And if cybersecurity is struggling, that is code for lots of pain. 
C3AI, everybody wanted to jump on the AI bandwagon. A lot of people bid up C3PI or C3AI. Uh, they beat top line and beat bottom line, but they significantly lowered expectations. How about your pets? I got Sunny over here sitting next to me. Chewy, uh, online pets, uh, beat top line, beat bottom line, reported profit, uh, reported a profit when market was expecting a loss. So lots going on in the earning pictures. I think generally speaking, we are seeing consumers retreat. Uh, we are still choosing to take care of our pets. And remember what United said earlier, people are still traveling. I think all of that is a picture of the economy kind of being different than what most expect. White collar, the top 10% cutting back a little bit. The other 90% are going more because they're seeing wages increase. It is really an interesting time out there. How about this? Real estate investors flee. There was an article written the, just the other day basically highlighting that real estate investors are fleeing the market. Let me give you the stats that people and doomers are going to highlight. Because again, I think it's important for you to see the whole picture, right? Most doomers will take one thing and scare you with that. So this is what they're going to tell you. Real estate investors bought 48.6% less homes Q1 of this year versus Q1 of last year. Oh my God, the world is falling apart. What is going on? Right? When you read that headline and somebody talks to you and has a pretty chart that says 48% uh, of investors or you bought less homes, that probably would scare you. But what if I reminded you that the overall market is down 40% in transactions? So the entire market is down 40% from last year. So of course, investor demand is also down. Now it is down an extra 8%. How can that be? Well, if you and I are adults and we remember what happened last year, what was going on last year? We had iBuyers still in the market doing their thing. We had Airbnb hosts buying second homes and things of that nature because the times were good. That is now backing off. Now what, what these doomers will not tell you. Again, this data is in the same article. It is a shame that these doomers don't tell you the full story. One, um, Real estate investors, you and me, mom and pop, are focused on lower priced homes. Prices below the median and entry level. 41.1% of purchases are investors. That is a two year high. So I want to congratulate all the one rental at a time fans who are doing the work, writing good offers, and only only buying cash flow properties. We don't gamble on appreciation. We don't gamble on record occupancy rates. We do the work and we only close on cash flow positive properties. So again, the same article, investors bought 48, 48.6 less homes year on year. However, 
investors bought 41.1% of affordable or entry-level homes. A record. Dude, investors are doing the work. That is a good thing. We don't buy negative. We don't gamble. We don't do stupid things. So again, I think it is really funny that people can say real estate investors flee. No, 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 no. Real estate investors are getting smart. They're not gambling. They are only doing positive cash flow. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Crazy. How about this? How many doomers are telling you that people can't afford homes? The Census Bureau just published a report. 53%, 53% of households below the median income own a home, own the home that they live in. That is up from 51.4% in 2019. Again, I'll say that out loud. 53% of the people that make less than the median income, household income, own a home. Doomers won't tell you that. Here's another fact. That percentage of 53% is the highest since 1994. Think about that for a minute. What has transpired since 1994? We had the big run-up. We had all the bad loans. We had the ultimate crash. We've had all of these things go on. Folks below the median, home, median income own more homes than any year back to 1994. Again, that is a good thing, not a bad thing. You can own a home. It does take sacrifice. You can house hack. You can do three and a half. You can do VA. You can do a UWM or a Rocket Mortgage 1% down. If you want it, it is a choice. Yes, you will need to sacrifice. Yes, you will need to cut down on your, you know, Netflix or whatever the heck those things are. You will need to make choices. If you want to stop being a renter, it is out there for you. But you can't make choices to spend, spend, spend and move in. It's right there for you. Don't let the doomers get you down. It is possible. We talk to eight, nine, ten millionaires every week just so you know what is going on. In the end, folks, it is now June 1st. If you want to do the work, you want to be a part of an amazing community, there's a link below to how to get started one rental at a time. It is $399. Let's call it $400. You buy that. You can also join the private Facebook group for free. If you want to try me out, there's links below, I think. There's a $47 buy box class. You can see all the courses that I offer anywhere from $47 to $400. There's also a free course that includes the 52-year spreadsheet. I am here for you. Follow me on Twitter. Again, one rental at a time. And if you encounter any doomers, don't fight them. Don't let them get you down. Just hashtag OKDoomer. Okay Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Have fun.